Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of Disney Co. In the Know. I am your host, Bruce Beal, owner of 407 and Beyond Vacation Company. And this evening, I am joined by Jacob, Hannah, hey, and Elizabeth. Hello. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. 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 Tonight we are going to be uh, be discussing Disney and Universal news that uh, happened this week. Um, some announcements were made about park closings and how they're going to handle uh, guests coming back from the uh, park closures. And then at the end of the show, we're going to talk about attractions that we want to ride first when the parks reopen. So, um, but before before we begin, I want to say that uh, take a moment to say that this show is sponsored by 407 and Beyond Vacation Company, Universal and Disney vacation planners who are experts at the parks, resorts, dining to help you book your family's vacation, take away the stress. So all your family has to do is show up, have fun and create family memories. All right, guys, I am particularly excited about tonight's show. Um, a lot of good news. Um, coming out of Disney and, um, and I'm excited about talking about park attractions. Uh, definitely one of my favorite topics. So, um, Elizabeth, why don't you, uh, start us off with, uh, one of the, uh, news breaking out, um, coming from this week. Okay. So a few days ago, Disney, um, Walt Disney world and Disneyland came out and announced, um, for their pass holders, what's going to happen. Um, I know that was probably, one of the first thoughts that a lot of pass holders had, I know it was Bruce's and I's, like one of our first thoughts, like what's going to happen to our annual pass. Um, and Disney has cleared the air a little bit for us. So um, just so I get everything right, I am going to read their statement. Again, they emailed this out to pass holders. Um, and so right now, active Walt Disney World annual pass holders who have paid in full will be extended for the number of days the park has been closed. Um, and that new expiration date will be shown on the annual pass holder account prior to the reopening of the park. If um, the pass holder paid in full, they can also receive a partial refund of the theme park's closure period um, as well. And they told us that information will be um, provided soon on how to do that and of course to reach out with any um, questions that you may have. Um, okay, Disneyland pass holder, they are offering refunds, extensions, and monthly payment plans um, holds as well, um, following a very similar model as Walt Disney World is following. Um, so again, it's good news um, for pass holders, you know, that you can stop your payments um, if you're being taken out monthly payments. Um, and then also that our days will be extended for how long the park is closed. And um, we'll find that information out soon. So kind of expected, we would assume, but it's good to finally hear from the pass holder side of things. So yeah, the uh I mean, it, it makes sense. And even though we've been kind of um, a little, you know, antsy about what the news is going to be for those of us with uh, annual passes. Um, I mean, this is only the, the right thing to do. It makes sense. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I don't think that we're looking for refunds, just an extension of the days that we've missed. Yeah. So, um, it, it makes total sense, I think. Yep. Yeah. I have a and quick question. I'm... Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Hannah about the passes as someone who's not an annual pass holder do those usually run like 
January 1st to December 31st? No, they will run um, from the day that you um, enter the park for the first time after purchasing it. So if you purchase, if you're out of state and you purchase in October, but don't get down until November, your pass will start the first day you go into the park. So say you go mm -hmm. November 1st until the following November 1st. Yeah. Okay, nice. So yeah. then for people who buy like an annual pass every year, and like will, will this extension of, of days kind of impact that at all, do you think, for people who do it every year and we're gonna buy a new one anyways, will they just not have to start their new pass until later? So exactly. they won't buy yep. their new pass until the old one expires. So expires. Now, now they don't have to buy it for another two months. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Or, or, or however Fantastic. long. The, the or however long. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I'm not trying I was to like, wait, uh, two for, <laughs> forecast two months or anything, you know, but. Yeah. Uh, Please no. <laughs> There's been a lot of so, chatter on some things, so. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk, see. we'll talk about uh, Universal's park closures here, here in just a mm -hmm. bit. So, uh, well, all right. Thank you, Elizabeth. Uh, Jake, mm -hmm. what, what, uh, what do you have this week? Yeah. So uh, this isn't really on the park side, uh, but on the Disney plus side, uh, subscriptions for Disney Plus have, I believe, uh, doubled since February. So a huge increase. Uh, that makes sense as we're all in self-isolation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's uh, got to find something to do now. It's good to know that everyone's still uh, getting their Disney fix, even though we can't go out to the parks and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a, a really good sign that... Uh, there's a little more support going in behind Disney Plus. It's a, a good uh, good news for all of our favorite original shows on there, like uh, Mandalorian and everything like that. And uh, Disney stocks have gone up since they've announced this news. Uh, so that's another good thing. That is because because uh, they did take a hit when they uh, closed the parks. So exactly, this yeah, yeah. Rebound, these times, uh, it's good to have some kind of positives like that. So it's good to know that. Uh, we got that flexibility, you know, parks, parks are closed, but people can still watch Disney plus and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, I think one of the other reasons for it is uh, Disney plus was just released for the first time in several countries in Europe, I think. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so that'll obviously that get some more viewers on there and everything. So, yeah. And uh, they just released onward. Which is mm -hmm. good, right. yep. and I think that I, I saw that they're doing a direct release of Artemis Fowl, um, yes. which yeah. I'm excited about seeing. I, I don't really know anything about it, but I did see the yeah. um, the uh, trailer in the theaters, and I thought it, it looked pretty good. It looked like a teenage version, like James Bond type movie, and I thought it looked pretty all right. Uh, I will say, as a I don't know if I'd say huge fan of the books. I was a huge fan of the books at one point. It's been a long time since I've read them now. Uh, it looks pretty different. Oh, okay. Um, oh. Changes uh, to the characters and everything. Uh, mm -hmm. In the books, Artemis was almost more of a villain uh, than a hero, and he definitely seems heroic in this new one. So I don't know. I'm excited to see how they play around with it. Uh, changes aren't necessarily a bad thing. So it uh, looks like there's a lot of good people cast in it and everything. So it's definitely got potential. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's good. Anything on Disney plus you guys are watching right now? I have sadly not had a lot of opportunities this past week, just been really busy with work um, to get much TV watching in, but um, hoping to get some in this weekend. And I really want to see onward again. I know that it released last weekend and I just am like, 
dying to see it again. We all went and saw it and mm-hmm. it just, I mean, tugged on my heartstrings. And so I <laughs> yeah. multiple thrilled times. to watch it again. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I mean, Elizabeth and I are still getting through the, uh, the Marvel series. Marvel. But mm-hmm. um, we did watch Meet the Robinsons, which is one yep. of my favorites, and so underrated. Mm-hmm. And but it's so nice that that's on there to be able to watch some of those. So, mm-hmm. but all right, well, excellent, Jake. Thank you for that. Uh, Hannah, what do you uh, what do you have for us this week? Yeah, I feel like with everything that's been going on, um, we could all use a little bit of cheerful good news. So. It's time to get married. The release dates for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party came out this week. So very excited for that. Um, Tickets are on sale. You can get advanced tickets. Um, And the first day that it's going to be open is going to be November 8th, which is, I believe, a Sunday. Um, And it goes from 7 p.m. to midnight. um, And they've released the dates on their website. And it seems to be every, like, one to three days they've got another um another event for it so you can get your tickets it goes from november 8th up through december 22nd so excellent and believe it or not um whatever the photo uh, shows there i was having a good time i must have been in the middle of a sneeze because that was a bad photo (laughs) yeah we had so much fun the christmas party was so much fun i've never eaten so many cookies in my life (laughs) Like in a very short time frame. <laughs> it is Christmas, such a great event. Yeah. I was gonna say Christmas is definitely, I think, my favorite holiday. Uh, mm-hmm. I just love all the joy that comes from it. Uh, and this is an event that I know I would love to go to because, I mm-hmm. mean, you're taking two of like the most joyful things, Christmas and Disney, and popping them together into one. So, exactly. what are the highlights that people have to look forward to for you guys mm-hmm. who have been? I'll tell you what. Um, it's not an attraction or showing, but just the decorations and walking around mm-hmm. with the decorations mm-hmm. is, is one. And two, uh, I, I might get some uh, feedback on this and some disagreement, especially from some of our listeners. But I think that parade is um, above, I think, all parades. Uh, Elizabeth, what do you think? Yes. So there's a particular scene where Cinderella's carriage comes down and I'm a 30 year old woman standing on main street and I was crying when it came down and our friend, we went with our friends and it was, um, the, it was a memory that I will cherish forever. I will never forget that. Yeah. <laughs> that right. parade is Fantastic. amazing. Yeah. yeah I, I think the best part is the uh, toy soldiers coming down and then yeah, you know, Santa good. Claus wraps up the end of the parade and, mm-hmm. um, it's yeah, the, the, the whole night, the whole party, um, it looks like we lost Elizabeth there. I'm sorry. Um, the, the whole thing is just, it, it's unbelievable. So uh, Hannah, Fantastic. thanks for the, uh, the details on that. Yeah. Tickets um, are as low as $105 for an adult okay. on some of those nights. So. And what's the, uh, the most expensive night? Do you have that? I do. The most expensive it looks like is 155 and that is on December 22nd. So like that really close to Christmas time, it jumps up to that around $150 range. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty on par for last year's prices. And mm, so do you disagree? I, well, I remember, um, because there was almost a whoops in our group of purchasing a month prior and mm-hmm. I thought they were around 90. So I think they went up well, it depends uh, because they're they're yielded for certain nights and certain days right. of the week. No, so. I just mean I think some of the ones in November were as low as ninety at one point. That's uh, okay. So, oh, yeah. 
yeah, so a little bit, a little bit more expensive, um, which is still on par from year after year. Um, but yeah, I mean that if, if you can afford it and you want to put that in your vacation, that is mm-hmm. such a such a great event. So, mm-hmm. so all right. Well, thank you, Hannah. Um, yeah. So uh, what I want to talk about is the Bob Iger um, interview that was in Barron's magazine. Um, and I only really want to point out a couple of things. One, he, he did talk about the success of Disney Plus, and he, he talked about some of the other things. But as it pertains to Disney Parks, um, he specifically talked about the potential health uh, precautions that you know he's not predicting that Disney is going to be implementing or he's not he's not saying that they are going to do this but he was suggesting that it is possible that there could be some things up at the security entrances um, of the parks that um, are health you know precautionary measures such as like taking temp, uh, the temperature of guests coming into the parks and so you know this is this is um you know it makes sense um you know to keep all the guests you know as safe as possible when, when the parks open, I just, I'm, I'm trying to get my head around what this is going to look like logistically, like how long mm-hmm. those lines are going to be. And mm-hmm. what's the, what's, what's the functionality of taking someone's temperature, especially when there's a hundred thousand people in a park or 60,000 people in a park. Um, uh, you know, obviously mm-hmm. I, I'm happy to wait in long lines if it means, you know, everyone can co- come into the parks and be safe, but I, I'm really, you know, if, Disney does implement something like this. I'd be curious on what that what that's really going to look like. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because then, if they're checking temperatures and stuff too, and like with the current health precautions, there's that six feet of distance. So, are you going to have to remain six True. feet apart from everyone in mm-hmm. line? Like, what's that going to look like? Those are all really great questions. Yeah. Yeah. And as someone who I work in the healthcare field, and I have to have my temperature checked going into the hospital that I work in daily and you know not only are they taking my temperature but then they also ask me you know have you felt these symptoms you have to respond to that they have you have to make sure that you're hand sanitizing your hands um prior to getting your check like and then what will happen if you do have a fever are they going to kick you out of line and your whole family has to leave and then you get a refund um right this i think is just Personally, when I heard this, I felt like it was him just being ahead of the curve and just kind of not saying this will happen, like you said, Bruce, but more of like a, we're going to take caution and, you know, we're not just going to be opening up the park and free for all. Mm -hmm. I I think it's kind of their way of like showing that they're going to take concern, but I don't think logistically you can do that. Not yeah. for as many people as would be flooding into those parks. No. I will say to even be contra to what I said just a couple of minutes ago, <laughs> if there was a, a, an entity um, or a theme park who could pull this off, it, it would be Disney or Universal. So, um, yeah. yeah, I would I agree mean, with that. Absolutely. They, they have every, I mean, I don't know. I'm curious. Um, I, I, you know, I'm kind and of maybe it's to see what they do. One of those things that it's not at the entrance, um, but it's if you're a guest staying on property, you have your check at your hotel, and you go to the park and prior to. And maybe if you're coming, you know, you're a local. It's when you come through the 
when you come through the entrance of each park. And um, what, what qualifies as a temperature? I mean, uh, it's, it's anything, anything above 99.9. .9. Right. And I mean, is it possible? I, it I don't actually, know this, but is it possible for someone to have that temperature being in the Florida heat without actually being sick with the temperature? No, that's a really good point. And I think something else to consider too is like, I think different states actually vary what their fever temperatures are. So um, mm -hmm. my work was still doing in facility before we were all kind of going from home and some of my coworkers are essential and still go in every day and do a temperature check. They have to be below 100.5. Oh. So I think that's something then they would need to consider also. Um, in regards to that, like safety precaution, Bruce, like you said, you know, if your body is getting overheated just from the Florida heat, especially if you come from somewhere like, you know, way up north where you're used to colder temperatures and, you know, if your body reacts differently, and they, like that's all things they would definitely need to consider. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right. Very well, interesting. I am, uh, I'm losing my voice. I want to take a, a, another drink of Coke here. And then talk about one more news story this week and travel agents um, who book universal trips were sent an email just earlier today that Elizabeth just uh, very quietly snuck out there. Um, she, she didn't want this piece of news um, that the universal is shutting down their resorts and theme parks uh, through May 31st. So, um, you know, that's still another month and a half. And, um, you know, it, I'd be curious to see if, um, Elizabeth, we didn't even know that you had left. Um, that, that was so sly. Um, that, uh, I, you know, I'm curious if, um, Disney's going to follow suit eventually, um, and kind of give, give a date. Um, cause right now it's just postponed indefinitely. So, um, but you know, it, it, it does kind of follow Disney a little bit because uh, you can't book a reservation at Disney before June 1st anyways. And so for yeah. Universal to close through May um, does kind of follow suit. So, And I think they were just trying to be ahead of the curve for this time and be the one because I honestly never even heard Universal come out and say that they were closed. Um, whereas with Disney, I heard it right away. Um, so, yeah, you know, it was expected. I think as well, um, for sure. It's very heartbreaking since we had a trip planned. Um, but I, you know, I want people to be safe. I want people to be healthy. Um, so that's number one priority. So we have to yeah. do what we have to do. So. All right. All right, guys. Well, that's the news for this week. So um, our topic for discussion here at the, the back half of the show is when the parks finally do reopen, whatever date that is. And hopefully, you know, it's sooner rather than later, but when it's safe to go back in, um, which two attractions are you most anticipating or most excited to ride again? This doesn't mean what's your favorite attractions. That doesn't mean what, in your opinion, is the best attractions, but that means, you know, what ride will give you the the Disney feels and the feel good um you know emotions of finally being back in the park um and so I will start off with uh Hannah on uh what you think so um I have one that I'm excited to return for and then one that I'm really anticipating okay so I'm excited to return um again uh well I guess <laughs> 
you, the one I'm excited that I haven't done yet, I mean, I'm guessing you can all tell from my Star Wars shirt, is Rise of the Resistance, mm -hmm. because I've just heard phenomenal things about it. I've mm -hmm. heard that it's an incredible story and that they just did such a good job with the ride and being such a big Star Wars fan that I am, I just, I cannot wait to see like the world that they build and the way that this, you know, ride just immerses you completely in the universe. Mm -hmm. So this is the one that I am mostly anticipating. I have not done it yet, um, but I'm really looking forward to it. And I would say this is like the thing that I am I'm saddest about is we are having to delay our trip. Mm -hmm. um, and then also the thing that I am most excited to, to do when we get there finally. So yeah. When for, you finally, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, you know, for good reason, because there's not another attraction out there that is even close to this. This is far and beyond the best attraction that's available right now. But Elizabeth, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say it was when you do ride it, it will just be that much better, right? Because the anticipation for it's grown even more. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like I've just been so pumped for this because I just, yeah. I have not heard a single bad thing about it. Um, so That's because a single bad see, thing doesn't exist about this ride. <laughs> and I didn't even see a Star Wars movie, which I know that's terrible, before seeing this movie or this ride. And I was, I still loved it. And now I've seen the entire series and like, I wouldn't get back and see that so bad now because of seeing the movies. So. Oh, I'm just, that's definitely mm -hmm. the top, the top <laughs> thing. Um, but as far as things that I'm excited to do that I have done before space mountain is just, I think a, a big classic ride. I mean, you know, it's, it's one of the first one I think of like rides at Disney space mountain is one of the first ones that, that pops into my head. It's one of the ones I enjoyed the most. Um, you know, cause it's inside and there's just so many cool aspects to it. And it's just, it's just a good fun ride. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pumped for that one to do that one again. So I agree. Very good. All right. Uh, Elizabeth, what do you, what do you have? Okay. Um, so my first one is going to be slinky dog. Um, okay. and like Bruce said, it's not because of, Oh, <laughs> this is a video of us. Yeah. Um, it's not because it's my favorite ride. Um, but I feel we've only rode it a few times and it's just one of those rides that, um, like really just brings back your childhood because it's Toy Story and it's fun. And, um, I just feel like when you're away from the parks, you just want to feel like in Disney and this, I feel to me is going to have that feeling so i'm looking forward to riding this ride again this is a surprisingly um really fun attraction and that yeah. sounds that sounds you know kind of bad that i didn't mean to come across that i just mean like when you look at it and the theming it looks like it's certainly a child's roller coaster but when you're on yeah. it it's surprisingly thrilling and maybe that's mm -hmm. what i should have said um yeah it is surprisingly thrilling and it is um really immersive and it is yeah. it's just overall great attraction in and i think that's why i can't wait to ride it again because it's like so immersive all the details it's like what we love about disney you feel like you know you're in the toys and um so yeah i really can't wait to ride it yeah again soon hopefully okay <laughs> all right what's your second one um my second one <laughs> is the anticipation, Elizabeth, you can say it whenever. <laughs> okay, it is Pirates of the Caribbean. 
Um, okay, so pirate. Thinking back on my childhood was probably the first ride that I ever got on. Um, the first time I went to Disney, I was three, and I'm pretty sure my parents said this was my first ride. Um, so I feel like it's going to be like a coming home experience almost. Like um, I've been away from the parks for some time, and um, this ride again, classic Disney. Um, and this sounds so crazy to talk about Disney in this way, but you know when you know you can't be there right now, like you just want to be on the rides, even the rides that you sometimes take for granted. Um, and I know that sounds so crazy to even like say that. Um, but you know, if you go to Disney frequently, you hit the rides that you ride and, um, you don't really think about it. And so, and I know it's, like I said, it's crazy to talk about a ride like this, but that, um, ride sometimes I take for granted. Again, so crazy to talk about a ride like that. Um, but I just can't wait to ride it and appreciate it for all that it is and how amazing the ride actually is and how Walt, Walt thought about it and um, designed it. And I can't wait to get back there. Is that too sappy? No, it's, <laughs> a, it's a nostalgic attraction uh, for, for a lot of guests. And uh, yeah. it, is, it is definitely one of my favorites. So um, I totally yeah. agree, agree with you there. So. Okay. Um, for, as for myself, um, this is, this was really kind of hard to think about, um, because there are so many attractions that I'm missing. Um, but when you think about the ones that, uh, just have like a nostalgic meaning and the ones that I will be on and feel like, okay, I'm finally back at the Disney parks. Um, it is probably one of my favorite attractions at any park. And that is the Haunted Mansion. And mm -hmm. this is uh, a ride photo inside the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> and uh, you can see that Elizabeth is petrified and I am confused. Um, but, <laughs> excuse me. Um, but th this, this attraction is classic. It's nostalgic. It has a, a good mix of, you know, uh, parts that are really haunted um, mm -hmm. and that are really serious. And then parts that are just silly fun. And uh, the queue is great. The location um, in Liberty Square is great. And I, I, I could do an entire podcast on the Haunted Mansion. So um, I will leave Can it Can I holler there. out a quick question for you? Yes, go ahead. Have you heard anything about the ride repair? Is it, do you know, are they working mm -hmm. on it during this time? Because didn't they have an issue with it right before the shutdown? Mm -hmm. I do know the answer to that generally. Um, I do know that some, um, if not most of the construction has halted at Disney. And so uh, for precautionary reasons. And so if this ride did not uh, finish getting its, uh, you know, maintenance, um, then it, it, it probably will still, still require it when people are able to go back to work. So hopefully they can get some people in there and, and get it up and running before guests mm -hmm. have returned. Because yeah. I think that many people like you really love that ride and the line's going to be huge <laughs> for it. Time, yeah, definitely a time for fast passes. So I will uh, jump over to my second attraction. And again, this is not my all-time favorite attraction, um, but it's Soren over at Epcot. Um, there is something about Soren, and it's not that the fact that when you sit on the edge that the, the screen is curved and the Eiffel Tower is bent and elephants look like they're falling over and it, it's not none of that. It's when I get off this, when I'm on this attraction, I am taken to the, the places that are on the screen. And when I get off this attraction, 
for whatever reason, I'm energized. Like mm -hmm. there's something about, you know, soaring over these famous world landmarks that um, one, I absolutely love. And uh, two, <clears throat> it's just, it's just an experience that you don't get to have every day. Um, it's not, you know, a boat ride or roller coaster. It is an entirely yeah. different type of attraction. And uh, between the attraction mechanism itself and the theming, um, and that's in my favorite park. I just always feel energized coming off of Soren. So that that's the second most uh, anticipated ride for me um, going back into the parks. <coughs> I agree. It's one of the one of like one of those rides that you really enjoy, but then when you're not there, you realize how much you miss it. Um, and like you said, it makes you energized afterwards because um, you see all these really cool places, and maybe you've been to some of them, and then. You just like get to experience it from you know this glider and um it's it's awesome yeah all right cool jake what about you what are you looking forward to, to riding when you get the opportunity to, to head down to disney yeah yeah so i'm i'm the, the odd man out here i've never been so these are the the things that i can't wait to try for the first time uh that i was really eager for before our trip looks like it's gonna get postponed but uh First one is uh, another Star Wars one, since I'm a huge Star Wars fan, uh, and that is the uh, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run ride. Um, I love the concept of it, like you're flying the Millennium Falcon, that just sounds so cool. Like that, that is the perfect experience for a Star Wars fan, right? Mm -hmm. like that's everyone's dream. Uh, so I'm, I'm really eager to try that out. I know there's a bunch of different positions on the ride, right? There's like mm -hmm. pilot, gunner, engineer and stuff like, right. I want to try all of them. Like I'm, I'm just <laughs> looking forward to it. Uh, I feel like, you know, even though I've never been to the parks and stuff, I feel like it'll still almost be a nostalgic experience because you're going to be in the Millennium Falcon. Like that's, mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be Star Wars nostalgia right there. Even, even well though I've experienced it before. So, so I'm really looking forward to that. And Jake, again, I had never watched any of the Star Wars before we went to Galaxy's Edge, and I knew what the Millennium Falcon was, and it was a very cool experience just saying, like, oh, I was in the Millennium Falcon, you know, like, the ride, and um, if you're a yeah. Star Wars fan, they, people were geeking out like no other in there, so I think yeah. you will, too. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard not to tear up or something. Like, <laughs> this is an incredibly strong second attraction in Galaxy's Edge. So, I mean, obviously, Rise of the Resistance is the, the primary attraction, if mm -hmm. you will. Um, but this is an incredibly strong attraction, um, mm -hmm. you know, at pl playing, you know, maybe seconds to Rise of the Resistance. Uh, I mean, starting with the queue, walking past, you know, the, the life-size um, Millennium Falcon, and then um, going into the like the hangar or the bay mm -hmm. um, with them working on ships and enter. I mean, th it, this attraction, this attraction is terrific. The queue is terrific. And uh, Jake, uh, the last time I was there, I was the pilot, so I was sitting in the front, and I got to uh, pull the lever to go to hyperspace. And that was nice. one of those moments where there's a tear in your eye. Like, <laughs> I just flew the Million Falcon, and I put it in the hyperspace. Chris, so, yeah. what did I do? I, I think you were uh, an engineer, if I recall. Yeah, they just sat me somewhere because, again, we were with a group of people that love Star Wars. So I just did a job that <laughs> they were like, just sit over here. <laughs> you had the here. leftover one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But now that I've watched it, I'm like, I want to fly that thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Jake, when when, uh, when we're there, you are uh, you're gonna pilot our ship, all right? Yes. Oh, I'm I'm up for anything. I'll pilot. I'll be the gunner. I'll be whatever you guys need me to do. <laughs> no, nope, you'll be the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, excellent, cool. Uh, Jake, what's uh what's another attraction that you're looking forward to? So the other one I'm really looking forward to has already been mentioned, but it is Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before on our uh, talks here, but I'm a huge fan of the movies. And I know the ride's not exactly like the movies, but I just really want to see like what inspired the movies, you mm-hmm. know, like where it all started and everything. Uh, and That's I just feel really like fun. it's one of those, like you kind of mentioned it when you talked about it earlier. It's one of those like quintessential Disney rides, like a classic almost. It's uh mm-hmm. So I just feel like that's something where you're really going to get that that Disney experience, and uh, that's another reason why I really, really want to want to try it out. Yeah, yeah, you'll uh, love it. Yeah, you'll you'll love it, and, and I'm glad to hear you say the attraction that inspired the movies because mm-hmm. younger generations think it's the movies that inspired right. the ride, um, and this ride's been around <laughs> way too long for that. So I'm yeah. glad I'm glad to hear you uh, say about the attraction first. So. Um, and I mean, this attraction has undergone some, you know, revisions, um, yeah. in years past and Johnny Depp is an animatronic in this attraction. So, mm-hmm. um, it stays current. And, uh, again, one of those classic, um, quintessential nostalgic Disney attractions, one of the best for sure. For sure. So cool. All mm-hmm. right. Anything else on, uh, attractions guys? I did have one honorable mention that I'll mention real quick. Um, mm. is Spaceship Earth, and that's about mm. to go under construction, um, mm. you know, for, for the 50th anniversary and the, the re, um, you know, all the, the updates to Epcot coming in the next couple of years. But there is something about being in the Epcot ball and riding Spaceship Earth that just feels quintessential Disney too, but just on a whole mm. different level um, because, you know, it's, it's entertainment and it's educational. Um, and it's just a, you know, like a nine minute attract, slow moving attraction through, through time and space and, um, spaceship earth to me is, uh, you know, it, it, it's special being inside that, that park icon. So yeah. I also had that on my the list and wanted to throw that in there. So yeah. So, anything else guys for this week? I don't think so. That's it. All right, excellent. Well, I feel that, like when we talk again in a week, things could be totally different at this point. So. <laughs> All of our news articles will have reverted. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we bring you know better news. Um, yes. With part yes. closings and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, for those of you listening and watching, please uh, follow and like our Facebook page at Four Hundred Seven and Beyond Vacation Co. Join our Facebook group, Disney Co. In the Know talk with other uh, Disney community members, talk about the parks, ask questions, seek advice, um, and visit us at www.407vacations.com and read our blog at 407andbeyond.com. So until next week, guys, uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.